Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. We this morning, we're going to begin a new series as we explore, especially in the month of June, which means be fueled, or what it means to sometimes run on empty. So I had a question for you this morning. How many of you have ever ran your car on empty? At least once in your life. You know, you're driving along, and everything is going good, and you, know, you get kind of And usually, if that happens, at least maybe for me, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. There's like nobody around. And then you begin to panic. And of course, you know, when I was a young guy, you know, um, and those of you who are like 16, 18, 20 years old now, you, you, you usually get the phone. You're like, hello? Hi, Dad. Yeah, I'm out of gas. Uh, could you come get me some gas? But back in those days, you know, I'm old enough to say there was no cell phones. And you either um, hoped and prayed somebody would come by or you walked until you found somewhere so that you get a gas can. I did that one time. I had to walk all the way back to a gas station by the gas can, which they somehow knew that I was not the only one that did this because they had gas cans for twice the regular price, of course. You know, and you get some gas and you walk all the way back and you feel up like, I'm never going to do this again. Do you know what? I didn't learn my lesson. You know, and I've done that. And just recently we were on a trip and we uh, thankfully didn't run out of gas, but we were out in the middle of nowhere. And it was dark. There was not a star in the sky. I mean, I'd be lucky to pass a cow in the pasture. And we were so close to running out of gas. I mean the light on the gas gauge disappeared and, and we kept going. And I think we rolled in on fumes. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like you are just like almost out of gas or you're out of gas? You're on the side of the road. You're stranded. You're exhausted. You're worn out. So either one, you're worn out because you're all just kind of sitting there like, yeah, I've been there before. Or maybe it's just me. You either shake your head like this. Okay. I'm <laughs> sure that you're awake. Yeah, we, we, you know, why do we do that? Why does that happen? Well, because, you know, if we look at from 1 Kings, the prophet Elijah, you know, Elijah is worn out. He, he's, he's, you know, he's ran on fumes for a while. Now he is just He's ready to quit. In fact, let's read these words that are printed on your yellow sheet here. They're from 1 Kings. First Kings. Let's read together. I've had enough now, Lord, Elijah said. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. A broom tree, by the way, is not a super big, big, bushy, kind of like the trees we have out here. It's a deserty kind of tree. They have those in Arizona, the desert. But, you know, let's put this in context. If you know Elijah, if you know part of his story, the chapter before this is where we have Elijah challenging the prophets of Baal, the false prophets of Baal. Israel, God's people, had abandoned God. Many of them had. The king was evil. His queen was evil. And so we have this evil queen chasing after Elijah. But before all this happened, Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal. Let's let's see whose God is the true God, whose God is truly more powerful. And so they go on top of this mountain 
And Elijah's challenge to them is, well, like, well, let's have a sacrifice. Let's see whose God will consume the sacrifice, whose God will accept this sacrifice. And so Baal's prophets, all 850 of them, they, they gather the sacrifice, they put wood on the fire, and they're dancing around doing all kinds of things all day long. Nothing happens. And Elijah, you know, it's just kind of chilling. And finally, he's like, so what's wrong? Where's your God at? Your God must be preoccupied, which, you know, a little biblical insight, preoccupied meant that he was reading the Sunday newspaper on his throne. That kind of throne. Your God must be uh, a little too busy to answer your calls for prayer and for accepting the sacrifice. And so then what does Elijah do? Well, Elijah says, I tell you what, go ahead and dig a trench around my sacrifice for my God and pour all kinds of water onto it. So it's just the wood and everything is just drenched, soaking wet. And if you've ever tried to light wet wood, do you know what happens? Nothing, because it's wet. And yet, you know, Elijah stands back and he, he calls on God. He's like, God, you are the true God. And I'm offering this sacrifice to you now and prove to these others that you are the true God, that you are Israel's God, that you are the God of the universe. And then God, he sends his fire down. He consumes that prophet. It consumes those prophets or that sacrifice of those prophets. And, and Elijah calls God's people and they rally together and they get rid of the rest of the prophets. And then after that, he's got a 16 mile run. I mean, this is all kind of just things that get you excited. You know, God has proven himself. False prophets have been proven wrong. Their God was too busy, too preoccupied, done in a fiber. And then, you know, after a three and a half year drought, Elijah prays. And then they see this cloud off in the distance and this clap of thunder and then rain. And then we get to Elijah here in 1 Kings chapter 19. And he's weary. He's worn out. He's exhausted. He crawls under this broom tree and falls asleep. How could a prophet of God, how could someone who had such a powerful experience come to this kind of weary, worn out, exhausted moment? Because Elijah, Elijah is like you and me. Do you know what we are? We are human. You are human, right? Okay, just checking. Yeah, Elijah, we, I mean, the prophets and, and all the heroes of the Bible, you know, Esther and, and Ruth and Elijah and Isaiah and Joshua, they, they are all like us. They are human. And like us as humans, we tend to sometimes push and go and go, especially in our North American culture. We don't tend to take time to, to rest and refresh. We tend often to live very exhausted lives, especially as we look back over this past two years. A lot of us feel worn out, like our tanks are empty and we're running on fumes, or maybe even we're on the side of the road and we're just praying that somebody will come along to refuel our tank. So what tips can we learn from Elijah, someone who, like us, is human? Because if you're like Elijah, you're like me, you know, I tend to keep going and going and going. And sometimes find myself running on films. And so what do we see from Elijah? The first thing that he does is he stops. He just gets to a point. He says, God, I can't do it anymore. God, I am worn out. 
God, I don't think I have enough left to live anymore, to give anymore. God, I'm exhausted. I'm not running on fumes. I'm on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, Lord, and I feel tired. And the first thing that Elijah does is that he stops and he acknowledges that he is worn out. That he is truly exhausted. And then as he does that, the next thing he does is, you know, he crawls under this broom tree, this little deserty bush, and he goes to sleep. How many of you like to sleep? How many of you don't like to sleep? I don't like to sleep. Yeah, we know from more recently in the last number of years, studies tell us how important it is for us to sleep, to get rest, to take that time to truly just wind down. And we see that from the prophet Elijah. I mean, part of what happens is that physically and emotionally, he's so worn out that he crawls under this broom tree and he sleeps. And how important that is for us because we are human to sleep. It's been something, a habit I've been trying to do better at. And I just got back from some vacation. And one of the things that I did, which is not very natural for me to do, is I sat in a lawn chair. And that's all I did. I just sat there. It was by the ocean. I could hear the waves. I could feel the cool ocean breeze. I actually didn't sit there. It was, it was one of those kind of reclining. I could, like, I fell asleep. Not under a broom tree, but I fell asleep to the nice ocean breeze and the waves. And it was, it was nice. It was relaxing. I woke up an hour later going like, what happened? But our bodies need that sleep. And even a prophet like Elijah, even this powerful experience that he just had, his body also needed rest. And God designed us that way. Because God created the world in how many days? Six. I heard somebody say six. Nobody said seven. Good. Six days God created the world because on the seventh day, God did what? He rested. God didn't rest because, well, God was like, whoo, that was hard work. But rather God rested to establish a pattern for us as human beings, a day to rest. And most often what we tend to do as human beings is we tend to work really hard. And, and, and if your mentality is like mine, kind of the North American mentality, we work hard so that we can do what? so that we can rest. We work hard so we can take off the, on the weekend. We work hard so we can take a vacation. But really, that Sabbath day, that day of rest is the beginning of the week. So really, I didn't just take vacations so I could rest from all the work that I've been doing up until that point. Really, I, I rested so that I could be ready for the work that God has planned for me to do here in the month of June and July and, and August and going forward. Elijah he stops, he acknowledges that he's tired, he's worn out, he sleeps. And then what does he do? One of my favorite things to do, he eats. Now, I don't know about you, I've never had an angel wake me up from a nap and say, you know, here's some food. I did have people going around the place we were at and say, Would you, can we get you anything? That was kind of nice, actually. But that he eats. And eating is important for us. I mean, I don't know how many of you have ever skipped a meal because you felt like you were so busy and on the run. 
or your meal is quickly shoving something down your throat, either a candy bar or you're stopping into the drive-thru. And it's not just those who live a busy work world. I mean, you can live a busy world, as, especially today as families. You know, we have so many activities. We're going, 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 going. So sometimes we just collapse. And eating is important for us. It's part of how God, again, designed our bodies, is that that food nourishes us and provides for us that energy and the resources our bodies need to keep going. So there he is. He's napping under the broom tree. Sorry, Elijah, I got to nap with the cool, you know, sea breeze. And the angel wakes him up and he eats and he drinks, goes back to sleep again. Angel wakes him up again. He eats and he, you know, drinks. Because the angel says, you got to be ready for the journey ahead. So Elijah stops, acknowledges that he's worn out. He sleeps, he eats. And then the next thing he does, and this is kind of where our chapter is coming to a close in the reading that we had, is that he seeks God. He's going to go to Mount Horeb. He's going to seek God. And that's another part of our life, part of us refueling our lives. It's like often when we're running on empty, we think about sleep and taking naps. So we think about maybe eating some good meals and getting some rest. And that's the physical and often the emotional part of that. But another part of us being refueled for the mission that God has called us to, because he's called us all. If you remember from two weeks ago, we were all commissioned to live this mission out wherever we are going. That we are to seek God. That is that spiritual refreshment. It's one of the reasons that we encourage folks to, you know, to be in God's word, to be in prayer. And it doesn't have to be a long time. You don't have to spend hours reading. And that's why those little portals of prayer books that we have that are, you know, every three months you can get a new one of those. Those can be great little devotion books because it's a few minutes of spending some time reading God's word, reflecting on his word, and time in prayer, time in conversing with God. So that we are refueled not only physically and emotionally, but spiritually, that our faith is refueled. It's one of the reasons that we love, most of us, to gather for worship, is a time as a large group we gather to refuel ourselves and to refuel one another. So Elijah, he stops, he sleeps, he eats, he seeks, and then finally he walks. He continues on his journey. And as we are refueled, we continue on the journey that God has before us. Wherever it is that God is taking us. Wherever it is from day to day that we serve in uh, amongst our family member, our friends, our community. As we live in relationship to others, we live in relationship to God. You know, one of the great things about Holy Savior is that, you know, Holy Savior is a bunch of people human beings, because we're all humans like Elijah, that are not perfect. We are human beings that get worn out and exhausted. We are human beings that think we can do it all on our own, that we don't need God, and to the point that sometimes we are so desperate for God. But we gather here because we know we have a God who loves us, a God who promises to be with us. We have a God who says, come to me and find rest and refreshment. Come to me, all of you who are worn out and exhausted. Our God, who in Jesus Christ invites us to be renewed each and every day in his grace. 
so that we renew not only physically, but we are especially renewed spiritually. So we live in that grace and that forgiveness of the one who came in human flesh so that he could be worn out and tired and exhausted. And that ultimately, Jesus, he could give his life for us. That we have the confidence in knowing, the certainty of knowing of a God who loves us and a God who is with us. And a God who hears us just like he heard Elijah say, Lord, I'm tired. And God says, come and find rest and refreshment in me. And if we're going to be a people who are growing in Jesus and sharing his love, then one of the things that encourage you to consider this month of June, and whether you are, you know, young family, whether you are, you know, kids are gone, kid, no kids at all, whether you're grandparents, whatever your life is filled, all the craziness of your life, that you find time this summer to rest. Ultimately to rest and refresh, yes, physically and emotionally, but especially to find that moment to create a habit of refreshment in God, in his word, and in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in Jesus. And Lord, like Elijah, there are times we are so worn out, we are so exhausted. And Lord, because like Elijah, so often we try to do it all on our own. We try to think it depends on us. We try to keep going and going and going. And we forget, Lord, that we are human. And as humans, we need physical rest. We need emotional rest. We need to be refreshed and restored spiritually. So Lord, we pray that throughout this summer months, that we have those opportunities to be truly refreshed and refueled so that we can go on with the journey that you have before us. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.